I'm joining the veritable legions of people, scholars, pundits, book club people, book purveyors of all kinds, to offer my choices for required summer reading. It's true, my titles might sound a bit different, but they are, nonetheless, the great books. I hear lots of programming that touts great summer reading. It shows up on radio and TV shows, in newspaper columns, and on lots of internet sites. I appreciate the fact that there's a ton of great material to read, but I'm also savvy enough to recognize that the endorsements are all a matter of opinion. Some of those opinions might mirror my own, others not so much. So this summer, I have decided that I would spend some of my reading time going back to some books that I know are worthy of my time. So I offer here yet one more pundit's proclamation about some reading that is nearly guaranteed to be among the best you could find anywhere. I'm reading them currently. The Little House on Wheels by Steve Benedict. It was arguably the very first book I read on my very own. It's the tale of a mom, dad, and little boy traveling the length and breadth of the U.S., hauling behind them their little house on wheels. The little boy got to see everything grand about the land, from picking apples in the Northwest to harvesting oranges in Florida. And always, that little house was right there at the end of the day. I was captivated by the thought of such adventure and freedom on the road with mom and dad, unknowingly smitten by the same lure that years later led to the rise of RVs in this country. I'm still jealous. Gerald McBoing-Boing by Dr. Seuss. In addition to the wonderful, crazy sounds that the text forced me to make out loud, it was my first awareness of acceptance that no matter who you might be, you had skill and value as a person and no amount of teasing or bullying, even by your own family, would ever change that. I remembered this book throughout my life, though did not find access to a copy of it until middle age. It was only then that I realized that the author was none other than Dr. Seuss, which made the work all the more treasured. Make sure that you read it with creativity and sound effects out loud. The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. I have read few books with more insight, truth, social commentary, environmental science, and pathos packed into minimal text than this classic. The fact that it was copyrighted in 1964 makes it all the more remarkable in its portrayal of unconditional love and our essential connection to everything in nature. The protagonist in the story, starting as a boy and then becoming a man, is an everyman, encompassing the journey that all living things make in their lives. The boy-man takes every imaginable gift that the tree has to offer over their lifetimes together, even to the extent of cutting it down, but always the tree is pleased to give. Even as a teenager, 
I devoured the story and understood with deep clarity the mutual interdependence between nature and me. I think it marked my becoming an environmentalist at heart. The Lorax by Dr. Seuss I suppose the giving tree might have enticed me to explore the Lorax and its straightforward warning about the degradation of our natural world. Dr. Seuss wrote some nicely couched morality tales within many of his works, but there was nothing hidden about the message here. It's a dark tale, made more so by the thick smog of Thneed production and loss of the beloved truffula trees. I often wondered whether the good doctor had written something a bit heavy for kids, until I realized that he wrote it more for adults. There is hope at the end of the tale, barely visible through the smoke of so-called progress. Calvin and Hobbes by Bill Watterson There are many collections from which to choose, just don't spend a great deal of time selecting one. They are all priceless treasuries of some of the best humor I've ever encountered. This comic character brings so much of my own self to his navigation of life that I can't help but love him and his tiger like they were my own. When Calvin is being mean, I know exactly where the fury is coming from. When he is a confused little boy, I identify with his angst. And when he occasionally sheds a tear, I know it is my own. I continue to read these collections, often at night before bed. It is a most comforting, smiling way to ease into sleep. Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss for a book of pure optimism and a sense of all things possible, there are few as rich as this from Dr. Seuss. It is a frequent gift given to high school and even college graduates as a message of unlimited human potential and encouragement. The world can be, indeed, a magical place without limits when we are given the freedom to search it and ourselves. Of course, Artificial limits are put in the way of far too many, and the reality of those limitations are a sad and unwritten addendum to this book of hope. But the overarching message is that your mountain is waiting, so get on your way. I had no intention of loading my list with so many selections authored by Dr. Seuss, it simply turned out that the books that had the greatest lasting impact for me were his. But it's the stories themselves that are worth the reading. So take some or all of these titles with you to the beach or the mountains when you are traveling this summer and learn or reacquaint yourself with the timelessness of great writing. <laughs>